Okay, here we are on May 8th, 2014, the Science Fiction Club meeting, talking about The High Crusade by Paul Anderson. Um, and we'll just go around and see what people thought about it. And, uh, okay, whoever wants to come in. I guess I'll start, since I can get the key. I don't know, I have a fast internet now with, with uh, Verizon, Verizon Files, and I still have trouble getting the key. But anyway, uh, I thought it was, it was, it was interesting. Um, again, I would have preferred to have it read on Bard by someone on Bard, or perhaps to be able to read it in Braille to get a, a better grasp of it. Uh, I didn't, you know, I, I saw the humor to some degree, but I didn't find it as humorous as I thought it would be, but it was clever. I mean, the, the whole idea of the English knights and then getting on to, onto the ship and how how Sir Roger had the, the the arrogance or the confidence to be able to win against a, a much superior species. Uh, I guess it seems to me a little bit strange that, that medieval-minded people were able so quickly to learn the technology to be able to operate these ships. That to me seemed a little bit bizarre. Um, I also quite I didn't quite understand if, if I understood correctly. What it started out with with a captain of a different civilization. Did it say that they were an Israeli type uh, empire or something? And apparently they came across these lost English colonists many centuries in the future or something. I didn't quite grasp all that. Maybe someone could clarify that for me. Well. I think I can answer that one. That was, at the beginning there's a prologue and at the end is an epilogue, and both of those are essentially a more modern captain of a more modern ship that uh, encounters the descendants of the knights, the British knights. And what the captain is reading is the main story that's in the chapters, and that's how that works. Um, and I love the book. I just thought it was great from start to finish. I read it actually about two or three times. Started in Braille, read it in Braille um, on my uh, HIMSS device, heard it read via the HIMSS device in audio, and then today figured out how to do the Bookshare audio download and listen to it through my Victor Stream and referred to a couple of words in Braille because I wanted to see what the spelling was because I'd forgotten. Um, I thought it was a terrific book. There's a lot of uh, very dry, kind of a wry sense of humor in it where, you know, the aliens see the cleric doing the rosary and praying and one of them says, oh, that's just a, a calculating machine. <laughs> I thought that was great. And there's a lot of that through the book. You got to read it three or four times to start to figure it out. But I absolutely loved it. I mean, I give it a 150 out of 10. <laughs> it was just great. It's not. Is it available on Audible.com? Probably with my luck of wind, because I think to get the good. If it were, you'd probably really get a good uh, re uh, representation or presentation of the book. I don't know if it's on Audible or not. He's a pretty popular author. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's on Audible. Um, well, of course, I really liked it. That's why it was on my favorites list. Um, I thought the humor was great, and I like Paul Anderson anyway. I've read a fair number of his books, not not all of them, and he has some really serious epic-type books in, in addition to this little ditty that 
he seemed to ha enjoy writing. I checked Audible a few weeks ago and it wasn't there unfortunately otherwise I sure would have bought it because that would have been fabulous. We were talking earlier about it, how it would have made a wonderful BBC radio drama but it's not there either I guess. I suppose I'm going to be in the minority here but I didn't particularly care for the book. Um, I don't know. I I don't know if I just wasn't in a humorous mood. I didn't see as much of the humor as I thought I would. I guess the rosary was sort of funny. Um, but I, I would say the one redeeming factor for me was um, all the linguistic inferences down to the names of the characters and some of the names of the device, like the far-seeing machine, um, you know, or the far speaker. In in, um, in German, one of the words for telephone is Fernsprecher, which means far speaker. <laughs> so um, just little things like that, and part of it's small, things like that. But um, I guess I really got disillusioned when Parvis got killed. I mean, he was the only character I could identify with in the book, and then he didn't survive. And I don't know, I, I just it just wasn't my favorite book, and I'm sorry. Well, uh, we're going to apologize to Sherry as well because we never finished it. Um, we got up to page 64. Well, technically, Lissy got to page 63 and I got to page 64 because I didn't want to stop in the middle of a paragraph. But uh, when What's-His-Name Hubert started talking about thumb screws, she, uh, she bailed and I bailed at the end of that paragraph because, um, well, we just couldn't get interested in it and um, the, we didn't think there were any characters in it they seemed to be fairly set piece kind of stereotypical as soon as she heard about Owain's harp she knew it was Lancelot she knew he was gonna have an affair with Catherine what was her what was her name in the Lancelot and who? Guinevere. Guinevere. Yeah, she said, there's Lancelot and Guinevere, and that's how it happened. Um, and um, we did find it amusing when the ship just kind of laid down on the base. <laughs> you know, we, we thought that was... But, um, but we the free-for-all after was just kind of boring to hear. We were just kind of boring about all the slaughtering and all the shooting and stuff, and we just, I don't know, we, we just couldn't... Uh, we just couldn't get into it, I guess. So. And, and my problem was that I really miss characters. I, and that's that's kind of a lack in me because I do realize that it was it was meant to be humorous and and light and um, and I could tell that the author was having a great time writing it and you know and I recognize the elements of creative anachronism and stuff, but. I'm just very, I don't have as good a sense of humor, and, and if I don't have, if I'm not grounded in believable characters, then I, I just can't get invested in it. So, uh, sorry, Sherry, about that. But I do want to read the Elspreg de Camp one with the dinosaurs. I said that before. I'm not a big time travel person, but, but anything with dinosaurs I'm, I'm up for, so um, I'm sure we'll get to that one, though. Yeah, and we like you, so we wanted to like the book. We wanted to like it, but we just couldn't couldn't do it. <laughs> oh, please, that that is totally fine. Everybody has their own taste. It's it's funny because I think 
that's one thing really nice about this book group is whenever I don't like a book that somebody picked, I always feel really bad too. But it's bound to happen. And I think your point's well taken. I don't think the characters really were that developed. It was kind of a short book, and it, I see it more as a comic book um, than a um, you know deep story or anything. And and so no, you don't have to worry. And actually, I think you probably read the best parts of the book. I liked the beginning of the book better. And I must say I liked it better the first time I read it than the second time I read it, reread it for this book club. And I think it's because I liked the beginning where, you know, these aliens are so sure they're just going to come down and take over the earth, it never occurs to them that anybody's going to fight back and not be afraid of them. And I really liked that aspect of it. But after you quit, I think, they never did torture anybody, by the way, you'll be glad to know, but there was a lot of mayhem and uh, later on in the book that you uh, probably will not have missed reading. Also, Parvis doesn't get killed in the end, he gets knocked out, and he has to survive because he's the one writing the memoir and the, and the story so that the future captain of the future ship can read the whole thing, or at least scan it, whatever, <laughs> but I um I think that it was just it was just great. It was a lot of fun. And um well, you know, like everybody says here, the club is the whole point of the club is to find out what people think and to find out their views, their opinions. I mean, if we all had the same views, it'd be kind of a boring world to live in. So, you know, your points Evan and Lissy are very well taken certainly cuz you know, we all have different ideas and different takes on stuff, and that's what we do here is just talk. Hey, and I like Paul Anderson. I like, I can list a dozen books of his that I really like. Not all of them are on Bard. Um, speaking of Learning Ally, I read a book, I think it was called Brainwave, that only Learning Ally had. I don't even know if they still have it, but it was about this galactic cloud that comes through the earth and people get smarter. And Anderson just did that really well. And, of course, I like Tau Zero and A Boat of a Million Years, and um, there was The Harvest of Stars. I like that. I mean, oh, there's just, you know, I like a lot of his work. It's just this one, uh, you know, it was a different kind of thing. And I know he was a member of the Society for Creative Anachronism, and this is what this book must have grown out of his love for that, you know, because I know he was a member of that. And, and would someone tell us, I I was terrified of those aliens. They were so land-hungry, and um, they just seemed to, you know, annihilate ev everybody. Or enslave them. Right, and so could could you tell us what happened? First of all, all the books that you mentioned are on Bard. Brainwave, I came across that the other day because it's in my personal collection, and a lot of that stuff's on, on Bard. What happened, essentially, and, and Sherry and somebody else can fill me in, too, because I'm, this evening, I'm just sort of scattered and thinking about stuff. The aliens kind of essentially got smushed, and the big crusade was when Sir Roger and his band of merry men, or whatever you want to call the knights, they went out there and actually went to the planets where all the slaves were being kept, and, and they just went right in there and killed off, uh, and or at least defeated the uh, the Wurzgerex people. And then the slaves were freed, and not knowing what to do, they ended up as part of the uh, medieval British culture and the church and all that. And then there were three different races that 
wanted to keep their civilizations isol isolated, so that's what they did. And uh, essentially that was the whole purpose of Sir Roger doing his, his stuff. Um, he wanted to go out and conquer France, and then he wanted to go out and conquer the Holy Land, but then when this other thing came up with the um, conquering the stars, he just went off and did that, and, and uh, his marriage to Catherine almost fell apart. But in the end, the, uh, the uh, character that was, you know, Guinevere's lover got, it was Owen who got killed, and uh, Catherine went back to Sir Roger and uh, all that. So there's other stuff happened that I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I think that pretty much covers it. They went on a crusade to free all the worlds that the um, aliens had taken before and, and set up kind of a, a serfdom type uh, uh, culture for them because, like Mary said, they didn't know what else to really do with them, and that was how they lived, and so, of course, they thought that was the best thing. I like all those books that you mentioned, too, Evan. I think I've read all the ones that you've mentioned, and I, I was really struck tremendously. Had I not known who the author of this book was, I would not have known it was Paul Anderson because a lot of his other books, at least in my opinion, are extremely intellectual, and uh, this one definitely was not. Yeah, um, I remember... Um... I don't know when they recorded Brainwave because when I found it, it, um, it, I didn't remember or else I missed it. It was on NLS back in the 90s when I read it. Um, so that's good to hear because that was a, a really good book. And I wish I'd had more faith and not bailed. I think if I had known, had known that things would work out that way, I would have hung in there. <laughs> so I'm too big a chicken. Well, there is a lot of death in the book, although... It's not graphically depicted. It's just like, okay, he sliced his head off, or okay, he killed him, or something like that. So they don't, you know, but there is definitely that to be farther into the book. Well, I mean, you're going to get that with your medieval, uh, whatever, <laughs> medieval culture, or whatever it is. That's kind of what get medieval means, you know, right? Yes, I agree. And well, I'm glad to hear. I, I don't know. I must have not been paying complete attention. I guess. Um, it's good to hear that Parvis wasn't killed, but when I guess he got knocked out, I thought he got killed, and I was trying to figure out how the rest of the manuscript got finished. Um, but um, I guess, um, and that was it too, that the characters weren't as developed um, as they, they could have been, and um, I, I don't know, I, I decided to stick with it uh, just to see what would happen, but... I didn't read it again and again. I just um, read part of it on the stream and just to compare what it would be like to read it on the stream and then on the NLS player. And I, I, although I wouldn't read this book again, I'm glad I had this experience because now I've learned a new skill, which is downloading the audio from um, from Bookshare. And actually, you can use. You'd be glad to know if any of you have Humanware Companion. You can use that, and it'll unzip that book, and it'll treat it just like any other talking book, which is really great because I had these visions of all these files in a folder, and they'd have to be unzipped and pasted, and it wouldn't work, but it worked seamlessly and beautifully if anybody has that program and wants to try it. Another thing that I noticed about that, not only was the narrator much more clear but you can go in and see how long the book is and how long the chapter is that you're in 
And um, I thought that was kind of neat because I checked this book today and it was only a little over five hours. And I would never have known that if I was reading it in Braille or on a HIMSS device um, on my HIMSS U2. Um, so that's another plus for using that narrator from Bookshare. It's just, it's, it's an interesting voice. Um, I don't know where they got the voice from or what the name of the voice is, but it's, it worked out pretty good for the most part. Well, I do have Humanware Companion, and even though I, I can know how to unzip books and move stuff around, it's such a wonderful program to be able to just start it going and then go do something else. When you download these books with this narrator on Bookshare, can you speed up the voice without a, much of a problem? Yes, you can speed up the voice. That said, I will say that, um, you know, depending on how much you speed it up, you can't speed it up as much of a human as a human voice because... Eventually, it's not as understandable because the voice is good, but it still has that quote-unquote, I like to call it webbiness, that watery webbiness that a, <laughs> that a um, I know that's not a very technical <laughs> engineering term, but that those synthetic voices have. And so when you speed it up, it's, it's more difficult to understand than if you speed up a human voice to that same uh, degree. But you can speed it up. And you know, another thing you can do, you can navigate by chapter. And, um, you know, as it was already said, it was five minutes or five hours and 18 minutes long. And when, and when you turn it on and it's in your um, VRT, uh, DTB folder on your cartridge, it doesn't say the name of the book. There's no title. It's just silence. But then when you... You know, when it, when it starts to play, it'll start, you know, it'll tell you how many minutes it is. It's sort of funny how it does that. Yeah, it does get choppy. I I always laugh at those voices. I call them Mr. and Mrs. Choppiness. <laughs> they sound like it's the phonemes for each part of the word or phrase that is getting chopped. And it's it's a separation between the sounds that are made that you can notice in some places and it really it takes a lot of getting used to to get past that. Well, you can actually get a sense of how long books are. Um, the book was 221K in the BRF file that we downloaded so I knew that it was not going to be you know and then I downloaded the MP3 version because I was showing Carla so I wanted to go through it myself and I could see it was about five and a half hours. The, there were five or six files, and they were about a half hour each, I think. Um, but um, so, but but now that I've been downloading BRF books, I kind of have an idea, you know, of, of you know, an average novel is about five hundred k. If you get a book over a megabyte, then you're talking about you know twenty twenty five hours of reading. There are even a couple of novels that are in the two megabyte range. Those would be the forty, you know, forty five hours. Some of those. Um, um, Peter F. Hamilton books are, are getting up there. So, um, but this is one of the shortest books I've, you know, seen on Bookshare, 221K. That's, um, you know, so after you bra download uh, Braille books, you sort of get a feel for how long. And it had 182 pages, so I, it, I mean, that's a pretty short novel, and the pages weren't very long. Yeah, there were a few blank pages between chapters, too, which probably added a few extra unnecessary pages to it. That's right. Yeah, there were a few blank pages between the chapters. They all started on the right-hand page, so there were a few of those. So it was even below 180 pages, which is a very short novel. Now, was that correct? Um, when one of the, the, the governor of uh, one of the 
planets and the, and I, can't, I, forget, I forget the name of the, of the aliens, the, the blue faces, he became, he, apparently he, would, he was converted to Christianity and became an archbishop or something like that. Am I correct on that? Yeah, it was mentioned near the end, and I never quite figure out why he did, because he was their enemy. Uh, maybe he decided he'd better just give in because he lost the, the, the fight in, the, in general. So, but it didn't, I don't think it went into detail about why he converted. I think he was just being pragmatic. He just saw the writing on the wall, and rather than be killed or disgraced, he decided that if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah, Lucy wanted to know what happened to the original guy. What was his name? Branathar, who was the uh, original alien they captured. Um, she was curious to know what happened to him in the end. Well, he teamed up with um, Owen, or whom you're calling Lancelot, and uh, they were going to betray Roger. And, of course, Roger, being our hero, uh, suddenly pulled his sword and attacked them, and, and they ended up uh, both getting killed. You think, you think Owen's motives were real? I mean, he really wanted to just to... I mean, he felt, he said that he was against Sir Roger's um, crusading and, 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 and conquering all these planets, and, and he wanted to go back to England. Do you think that was his real motive, or was he just trying to grab power for himself? Yeah, I thought he just wanted to grab power for himself. Plus, I think he really was in love with Catherine, um, unless that was part of the power deal. That's a really good question, because <laughs> it could have been, it could have gone three or four different ways with that. Either he loved her, or he wanted power, or he really did want to go home, or maybe it was all three, or none of them. That's a really good question. Wow. And I wonder, the fact that they mentioned the, the captain was of the Israeli Empire, I wonder if that was sort of a funny, you know, why, why would it be the Israelis as opposed to anything else? I wonder if that was a bit of humor also, or sarcasm, perhaps. Go ahead. Um, this is changing the subject, so Martin, I hope somebody can answer your question, because I can't, about the Israeli humor, so... But I just wanted to make a couple comments about the dream. Um, what's his name? The dream master. The dream master, because I did finish proofreading it, and um, so I was behind last month. And I, I just, um, I noticed a few things. Like at the end, I wondered whether the um, the lady, the lady was her motive for trapping the doctor was vengeance. I kind of admired his girlfriend for going and, and confronting um, her rival, although it didn't end well. I also, you know, the son who went to space and, you know, who felt, I thought he was lonely. The father was overprotective, but um, he always had, he had him in those boarding schools. And I just, it, it was nice to see that he, was inspired by something and that he was interested in going into space but not for technological reasons but because he wanted to be a writer and express what he found there in such a way as to attract other people to follow. I, I wondered why they needed to attract other people because it mentioned space, the sky being kind of full of space um, ships um, another thing I noticed was the, the huge highways that they mentioned that the highways took up much more space than the 
the living beings on earth and um, that th it did seem like that, that this book raised a ton of issues without necessarily resolving them. It was pretty sad at the end that the, the psychologist became trapped in such a, a, a cruel kind of alternate world. Well, just trying to remember Dream Master. <laughs> we read so many books here. Uh, it's hard to remember sometimes. Anyway, I think the, the only thing I could comment on from that is that I think that his son just wanted to get away from Earth. Um, just wanted to be somewhere where he could be free and write what he wanted and write what he really was interested in and, and be part of what his interest was. Um, maybe that's not it, but I just threw it in. Also about the Israel in the um, book we just finished, High Crusade, I think what probably happened is that the uh, British ended up going to the Holy Land and conquering it like they wanted to and Israel just grew and became a dominant part of the world or something. It's vague, you don't really know what happened, but since they mentioned Israeli this and that, it probably is something that probably happened. Because it's mentioned, the only part you hear that I think is at the end of the book, although it might be the beginning, but I don't think so. But anyway, just throwing out my two cents. Yeah, I'm not sure about that either. I kind of assumed everything happened the way it, it happened in our history with the exception of these aliens, so I, I thought Israel developed the same way it did now. But I, I'm really not sure. I don't remember that much about that part. Well, I reckon it's time to think about a book for next month. Well, as I mentioned at the very beginning, I won't be here for um, June. I won't be in Mexico for two weeks during that time, so I probably won't be reading whatever book it is. I may not be able to read it, and even if I read it, I won't be able to discuss it with y'all, but at any rate, I suppose we ought to think about choosing a book. I still like Childhood's End. I did finish the book, and no, I didn't like what happened to the children, but that book had, um, I don't know, there, there were just so many interesting, fascinating themes in that book, and I, I thought it was a masterpiece, um, so I still would suggest that one. What book was that, Carla? I didn't catch the title. The book is Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke, and if we decide to do it, I have the talking book number. You know, I have the Bard um, DB number that I can call up instantly. Oh, yeah, I read that, too. Uh, I took that off Evan's list. That was good. Yeah, I think most of us have read it, um, so I don't know. Um, I don't remember if... Um, Anybody else has read it who isn't here, but I think most people have. The only one I was going to mention was, uh, Lissy mentioned, I think it was not on the recording last month, but she mentioned Hospital Station, which is the first book in, um, in the, uh, uh, now I can't even think. <laughs> I know what I want to say. Last name is White. Um, James White, that's it. James White's um, series of books about Sector General, which is a galactic hospital. And um, I had thought of Hospital Station before I logged in this evening, so I wondered if that might be a possibility. Lissy mentioned it. 
What's the general premise of um, Hospital Station? It is a book about, a, as I said, a galactic hospital in space, and it helps aliens and humans who are sick, and there are all sorts of different staff members of all different species and different environments. In fact, some of them are, are environments that humans would have to be protected to go into, uh, like polar environments where you have ice or uh, water environments or um, just poisonous gases like chlorine, atmospheres, things like that. And it's about the interaction among the staff and the patients and um, that kind of stuff. It's written by uh, James White, who was a pacifist. He was from Ireland. And the book itself is either on Bookshare by itself or it's part of a set of three novels. Um, and the set is in one book. It's an omnibus form. And Hospital Station is only about seven hours long, so it's not that long. But the book on Bard is called um, what is it? Beginning Operations, I think, is the name of it. I can't remember now. But I have the book number. I can get it. Um, but that's the premise of the whole thing. It's just a galactic hospital, and it's not like any hospital that you've ever experienced. <laughs> it's interesting. Someone asked me earlier who narrated the cassette version of The High Crusade, and I just looked it up on NLS, and the person's name is Livingston Gilbert, which is a, a narrator I certainly don't see often, as I recall. Maybe it's a narrator that no longer narrates. He's one of the people who was a classic Library of Congress talking book narrator. goes back to the 1950s, and a very well-remembered voice. I haven't heard that voice in 30 years, good grief, <laughs> brings back memories of seeing that name on a lot of recordings. He did the first version of The Lord of the Rings, which I happen to have here on cassette. Um, and, uh, but uh, no, I had no idea he had, he had read the, uh, the High Crusade. Lucy wants to talk. We started Beginning Operations. We've read the first novella. Um, not Hospital Station, just the first novella of Hospital Station. I think there are three of them uh, that constitute that book. Aren't we reading the omnibus? Yeah, we're reading the omnibus. I said that. We're reading the beginning operations, and we have Hospital Station's the first book, I think. How long is it? It's about seven hours or so. Um, the whole book? No, the beginning operations is 20 hours and something, but if we only read the first book, that'll be about seven hours or so. Um, what I wanted to say is that I, I absolutely love that series, and Mary, you're close. He was Scottish, but um, one of the wonderful things about the omnibus is that they have a fabulous introduction, which um, I, I love this author because he, is, he was so modest and um, self-effacing, um, and his books are just so full of decency, and they are imaginative because... The aliens are so diverse. One of the wonderful things about if we choose this for next month is that if you like it and you get the omnibus on, on Bard, you can just keep going and, and listen and listen and listen and go through all, all, you know, all the books in that collection. Um, we started um, one of the, uh, the first book 
it's so cool because this this character is taking care of an alien from a high gravity planet and it's a baby but it's so huge and it's so um, so used to high gravity that caring for the baby is tremendously hard for a human for him to pat the baby in a loving way he needs all these pulleys to go womp, womp, womp. You're going to spoil it. Now, I'm not spoiling it, though. I'm not giving the ending. But that's just an example of how uh, the guy is just running himself ragged, nursemating this alien baby and it's with whom he really can't communicate. All, all he hears is all this crying and fussing that's, that is exhausting and annoying with any baby. It's I mean, you love them, but they don't let you sleep and they... They don't stop crying until you, you guess what's wrong. And with an alien baby, it's even harder to guess what's wrong. So I vote for this, of course. The introductions by Brian Stableford, who you probably wouldn't know unless you read Asimov's. He's published quite a lot. And he's got some uh, stories in the Gardner Dozois' Best of Year, which you can also get on Bard. But uh, he... Doesn't have a lot of novels, or at least none that are accessible. There might be some on Bookshare, but I lost track of him when I stopped reading the magazines a few years ago. But he was quite—he was quite prolific in Asimov's. Um, he's a—he's a good writer, and he's put together, you know, some other stuff. I want to ask a question. I have proposed a book a couple of times in the past called *The Sparrow* by Mary Doria Russell, and I think Mary read it and found it rather horrifying. I thought it was a great book, the way you described the, the alien life on the planet and the interactions. And, but it has a lot of profundity, a lot of uh, a lot of um, ecclesiastic, you know, the, it involves a priest going to this planet and the, 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 the misunderstanding of cultures and things like that. But I thought it was really a good book. I just wonder why we never took, at least took a look at it. Hey guys, I'm here. Um... My niece and her son are in the front room. He was being a little loud, so I thought maybe I couldn't come. But I'm here, and I see we're voting for books. We're curious what you thought of the book, Leela. Um, we're kind of a mixed group. Mary and I really liked it. Evan, Lissy, and Carla, not so much. And I think I might be misrepresenting Martin. He seems to be somewhere in between. Well, it was okay. Um, I, it was, I, I don't know, I, I kind of did what Mary does sometimes. I kind of read some of the book and then I skipped through it a little bit here and there. It was okay. Not my favorite. You need me to recommend you some more good books, Leela? Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like the Golden Trilogy? Yeah, I, I'm going to look at your list again because I'm now in the mood for something more um, epic than, than this. Well, in a way, this was epic, but it was not the kind of epic I think I'm looking for uh, for a change of pace. Well, uh, for two things. What, Leela, did you start the Golden Age trilogy or are you just uh, mentioning it because you saw me, saw it on the list? Actually, I have not started it. I just saw that on the list and... Um... But I don't remember if you said, is it on Bookshare? I thought only you said on Bard. It's on both, but the Bard version is really great. It's a trilogy. It's very demanding, though. I, 
said that, well, I didn't say it exactly like that on my favorites list, but it's something for, you know, it's, it's really far out, but it's got a great plot, it's a hero, it's a simple plot, but the, but the environment is very complicated, and it's really far out in the future, and it's really heavy, but I loved it, uh, I've read it twice, but J.P. Linton reads them, and, uh, uh, he does a great job. The, there's, the Bookshare has them, but I think one of them is of dubious quality. I need to look and see which one that was, because I can't remember now. Um, there are just too many books and not enough time to get them all done and improved. But um, but um, it's it's quite challenging. Uh, you, you have to be willing to, you know, dive in and just, you know, get into the environment and not be obsessed with grasping every detail if you don't, you know, if you don't quite grasp every detail, don't worry about it. It's loaded with, you know, um, a lot of exotica and, and stuff, but it's just in awesomely imaginative. Uh, but as I said, the plot is very simple. It's about a hero who wants to shake things up in a utopia and people want to stop him. And said he's, it's a grand tale, very simple plot. I think he did that deliberately, as I read in an article on Amazon, you know, because the environment is so complicated and kind of radically different from the one we have here that, it, you know, he wanted to keep the plot, you know, it was a simple plot, you know, and it's got a lot of mythological elements, you know, the names, if you, if you, if you read the names, you know, of the people and, you know, it kind of has a Greek kind of feel to a lot of the names and the nomenclature and so on, and he's Anyway, I'm rhapsodizing and rambling here. But anyway, um, um, if you want an epic sherry that will demand your attention and I think be highly rewarding if you want to put in the time and want something really with a lot of sense of wonder and imagination, that will do it for you. I think my problem with the book that we read this time was it wasn't science fiction-y enough. I don't know if that's a word, but... There you have it. I think the Golden Trilogy Age, or whatever that's called, and I did save the email. I think that will be my book. Oh, yes. Okay, but I will be willing to go with the Sector General because we've already started it, and it's a lot of fun. It's very thoughtful. It's It's got some message, but it's not didactic. It's not... It's not bombastic. It's but he 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 has a he has a set of values and you know he you know the books are you know definitely highlight that in a good way. It's kind um, of inspiring. It you makes know. you want to go to it. It it sort of highlights the things that we like to imagine might happen in space. Read where... yeah, read Stableford's introduction. It's really illuminating about him and his life and science fiction in general about similar themes. You know, that other people have done, you know, that White, you know, actually started first or, you know, did better or did, you know, in a different way than some other people. Um, so uh, I'll vote for that. Uh, and, you know, that it, it'll be a lot of fun and very thought-provoking at the same time. I'm sorry, I came in late. So what are our choices? Well, our only real choice, well, um, Martin has mentioned Sparrow, but I think... If he's not going to be here next month, we should at least not do it this month so that he can be there to, you know, talk about it uh, with us. So if we want to consider it for next month, uh, our only choice so far has been Sector General, the um, Hospital Station, which is the, I think, the first book of the 
Beginning Operations Omnibus on Bard, though I think it might be a separate book on Bookshare, but I'll certainly check that before I do the Newswire, by James White. It's about the hospital, the intergalactic hospital that humans and aliens, and there are all different kinds of aliens there, and um, the various problems and conflicts that, you know, come up and that, you know, he, you know, that are resolved and, you know, it's, 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 it's good stuff. James White was a great author. And I found the book number for that. It's DB63073. And you're right, I think Beginning Operations is the very first novel. So if you listen to the first seven hours or so, you'll get the, that particular novel. But I think um, Hospital Station is on Bookshare by itself. Um, I seem to remember seeing it there. Oh, man. Mary, you introduced me to um, James White's Sector General novels or stories. And the one that we're going to read or we might read, oh, yes, that is a wonderful book. The whole um, omnibus is great. I read it and I don't regret it. Uh, Carla also mentioned childhood, Childhood's End, which is another possibility. Um, if we go with this book, which it sounds like we're going through, this hospital book, I'm a little confused. The book that you just gave the DB number for, is that like the first one in the series? I know there's an introduction, but is that the first one in the Omnibus series, or is it the second one? It's the first one in the first book, Hospital Station is. But the book itself is the first of a set of four or five, I believe, books. But the omnibus, as I said, the first book in the omnibus includes three novels, and the first novel that it includes is Hospital Station. So if you want to read Hospital Station by itself, you just read the first seven hours of that book that I just gave the book number for. But the book itself is called Beginning Operations because it has the first three novels in the series. I think he wrote eight or nine. No, there are, there are three omnibus, three books in the omnibus, which the first two have three novels. This third one, I think, has just has two. Am I wrong about that? But anyway, the first book is the is um, the one that has Hospital Station, and in and the name of that is Beginning Operations. And I gave you the DB number. So I don't know if I confused you even more or what. Could you repeat that number again, please? It's DB63073. And it's read by Jack Fox, who we think is very good. Okay, well, I'm going to say goodnight to everyone, and I'll see you back in, uh, hopefully in July. Have fun in Mexico. Have a good vacation. Yeah, have a great trip. We'll miss you next month. Thank you. I'll do the best I can. Hopefully I won't encounter Moctezuma's revenge. Yeah, I hope you don't, because I got it. When my family and I went to Mexico, we were only there for a week, and I was sick practically the whole time. <laughs> but that's not going to happen to you, Martin. No, 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 no. You'll be good and be careful. Just drink beer. Otherwise you'll get Montezuma's revenge. I wish I could go with you as your interpreter or something. Um, but okay, I, I was writing this down. So it's the first book in what the omnibus. The I'm still confused. The um, general operation, um, and it's called Alien Hospital. I'm I'm trying to parse this out of how to get these books and what to do. I wrote the DB number and the author. Okay, Carla. Here it is. 
The first book is called, okay, there's this universe that James White created called Sector General. That's the name of the hospital, and that's the name of the books in the series. The first book is, the book we're talking about is called Beginning Operations, A Sector General Omnibus. And it's got three novels in it. The first novel is called Hospital Station, and that's the novel we're going to read. And you can get that by itself on Bookshare, or you can just read the first novel of the three. That's in the Sector General Omnibus called Beginning Operations, which is the first Sector General Omnibus. Now, there's another one. I don't know if, they're all, if Bard has them all or just the first one or two. But, um, yes, you just get that book, and uh, if you want to read more of them, of course, you can just keep going after the first one's over. But if you want to stop after the end of the first novel, then, uh, you know, you can just read the first novel of the three that are in that omnibus called Beginning Operations. I hope that's clear now. <laughs> and yes, Bard has all those books. So if you're done with the first complete book, which, um, well, Beginning Operations is only about seven hours long, but the full book with the other two of the first three novels in it is, is about 21 hours. But the other books, I'm not even going to name them because you're already confused, <laughs> but they're all on Bard. You can just search for James White, actually White, comma, James, and you'll find all those books that he wrote. And so, yeah, you can get them all on Bard, but I'm not going to say any more because I'll confuse more people. <laughs> so I'll shut up. No, Mary, you said it wrong. You, beginning Operations is the name of the omnibus. It's about 20 hours long. Hospital Station is the name of the novel. It's seven hours long. That's, that's the way it is. Beginning Operations is the name of the omnibus, mm -hmm. uh, which is 20 hours long. Right, and it has three novels, and Hospital Station is the first one. And there are two others, which I forget the names of. But anyway, uh, that's how it goes. Oh, boy. Now I'm going to close the recording by saying that our next meeting will be on... Oh, we have five weeks to read this one, because the next meeting will be on June 12th, and uh, that's a Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we're going to be talking about Sector General Book 1, called Hospital Station which is on Bard in the Omnibus called Beginning Operations, or on its own on Bookshare, which I will write up all this in the Newswire, of course. And, uh, okay, that's it.